AM850K FUO Worldwide, KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. And I hope I didn't hurt St. Peter's feelings. I was telling him how much I enjoyed our special guest the last few weeks, the Bible History Answer Man. I didn't mean to imply we didn't want to speak with uh, St. Peter, but right away he suggested another special guest we might like to talk to. And honestly, I don't even know who it is, but I've got the uh, contact information right here and I made the contact. So just give me a second and uh, hello, hello, is there anybody there? Oh, vast matey, Arg. And how's my good friend Paul doing? Uh, I'm sorry, but you've got the wrong person. My name is Gary Duncan. Oh, pardon me. Uh, it's just I've been waiting for a call from my good friend, uh, Paul of Tarsus. <laughs> when the phone rang, I just assumed it was him. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry for the confusion, but my name again is Gary Duncan. I'm a radio announcer for KFUO Radio, the radio ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. Oh, no, 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 no. My, my apologies to you. I should listen before I speak. Oh, so what can I do for you, Gary of Duncan? Actually, St. Peter gave me your number and said you might be interested in talking with us here on KFUO Radio, but I'm embarrassed to say he actually didn't give me your name. Who exactly are we talking to? Well, my name is Titus, but all my friends, they just call me, uh, well, they call me Titus as well. (laughs) Okay, Titus, now I see the connection with Paul of Tarsus. You were actually one of Paul's disciples. He even wrote a letter to you that made it into Holy Scripture. Ah, vast. That's who I am, matey. Hard. <laughs> Could I ask you one personal question before we go any further? Well, what, 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 what might that be, matey? Are you a pirate? And why might you be asking that, Arg? Well, it's just all the matey and Arg stuff. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I'm not a pirate, although I was a seafaring man. I traveled by boat to Corinth a couple of times, but over the open seas with Paul to visit Jerusalem. And I guess it's only appropriate that as an ocean-going fella, I settled down on an island. Oh, the Isle of Crete. I, I remember you were a bishop there. Oh, that I was, matey. Uh, that's where all the Oregon of asked from. <laughs> that's night pirate talk. That's just the way they talk on Crete. Uh, I guess I was there so long I picked up the accent. Uh, of course, I will tell you that the people of Crete are nothing but a bunch of pirates. <laughs> One of their own philosophers said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must have been difficult to work with. Oh, not at all. You know, once you got to know them, they were a hearty bunch. Uh, really, they're probably not much different than the people you work with there in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. <laughs> oh, well, I, I won't comment on that, but I, I will ask you this, though. What would you like to talk about today? Well, I I don't really have anything of my own to share, uh, but I would like to share with you some of the advice that was given me by Paul of Tarsus. That would certainly be worth hearing. After all, he is the author of two-thirds of the New Testament. Although, uh, come to think of it, the stuff he taught me wasn't his own either. It was what he'd learned from Jesus himself. It was the tradition handed down from Jesus to Paul and and then to me. So, what words of Jesus were handed down to you? Well, uh, perhaps we should read them from the inspired record itself. If you don't mind, I've asked... Give us start there, reading in the Bible, well, from Titus, chapter 1, verse 1. Okay. 
Paul, a servant of God and the apostle of Jesus Christ for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accord with uh, godliness and hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the age began at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God, our Savior. To Titus, my true child in common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Why, I don't mean to be critical, but that's rather long personal address or a letter. Actually, Paul seems to be a little enamored with himself. What's with all that talk about being the servant and apostle and one entrusted by the command of God? Oh, uh, don't be put off by that. True, it is a much lengthier introduction than you usually find in Paul's letters. But trust me, he didn't speak this way because he was proud. I've always thought of him as being one of the humblest men. I remember he once was the chief of sinners. Ah, he was the most humble of men. And what he said here, he didn't say for himself, but, but actually, you know, he said it for my benefit. Mm. How would all of this stuff about Paul's apostleship and golly command benefit you? You see, uh, when I began my ministry in Crete there, I was a younger man. As it is with most young folk, I didn't get much respect. I suppose Paul used this flowery introduction to remind my church members I was no young upstart, but I was the one sent by God through his apostle Paul to be their bishop. He does make a big point of all of this being commanded by God and moved by the grace of peace of Jesus our Savior. I suppose that's something for all of us to remember about our preachers today. And what is that, Titus? Oh, there are a lot of young whippersnappers out there in the church today. And true, some of them may have some strange ideas. It never hurts for the elders in the parish to sit down lovingly with their called pastor and talk about carrying on the ministry in a given place. That makes sense. After all, it's the church that calls the pastors, not the pastors that calls the church. Uh, but at the same time, uh, when that man of God uh, speaks to ye the word of God, you best not have regard for his age or experience. You best hear that word as if it were bespoken by God himself. What do you exactly mean by that? Well, arg, matey. When the pastor stands up and holds before you the bread and the wine and tells you the word of Jesus, this is my body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, you best be remembering that these are not the words of any man, but of the Lord himself, and have asked when he pours the water upon your head with the words, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it is Jesus himself who is applying the Spirit. You know, John the Baptist once said something similar, I baptize with water, but one coming after me will baptize with the Spirit and fire. Uh, John was just acknowledging the truth that all men given to lead the church must acknowledge. Whether you be John, Paul, or Titus, we ourselves are nothing. As Paul said, I'm the worst of sinners. And as John said, I must decrease that he, Jesus, may increase. But don't you forget, while we might be nothing more than sinful men, still we are the servants of God, the sent ones of Christ. And while our opinions as men may not mean more than any other men, when we speak the words of Jesus, 
It is as if Jesus himself were speaking. And why wouldn't it be, since they are his words? <laughs> oh, I just thought of an example that illustrates this, exactly what you're talking about. Oh, oh and what might that be, Gary? Well, Duncan? for instance, when we confess our sins and the pastor tells us our sins are forgiven. Oh, you know, that's a perfect example, matey. For the pastor says the words, you are forgiven. But he does so because he is called and ordained servant of the word. And the words he speaks are said in the command and by the stead of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you best heed and believe those words, regardless of the age or uh, good looks of the one speaking. <laughs> well, Titus, I, I get your point. Our called pastors are sent from God, and we should respect them as those sent by God. But as I read on in the book of Titus, I notice that there's a lengthy list of qualifications a pastor should have. My question is, if all that matters is that the pastor is sent by God, why this lengthy description of what the pastor should be like? I, I think I can answer that for you, matey. For that, too, has to do with the authority of God's Word. Okay, I, I'd love to hear that answer, but we're just about out of time for this session. Would you be willing to talk to us again next week? Why, I'd love to. Uh, but do you think St. Peter would mind? Not at all. Oh, great then. Oh, and by the way, since I know you'll be calling this time, maybe I'll even have my parrot with me. Your parrot? Well, sure, all the people on Crete had one. Parrots was just like cats and dogs for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, until next week, then, arg, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you. I look forward to that. We are the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.arg. <laughs>